3: the good news is no masks the bad news is you can't afford it yeah i remember last year at thanksgiving we were told by dr fauci that we probably you know shouldn't have thanksgiving at home with anybody other than the people who live in that household and i think they were even telling people in fact i know they were telling people that uh, it would be a good idea to have thanksgiving dinner outside Now, just imagine eating your Thanksgiving dinner outside on a day like today, which is kind of like a November day. They said that stuff with a straight face, and they even suggested that it might be a good idea, if you're having Thanksgiving for everybody, to, you know, wear a mask, except when you're sitting down at the table to eat. It's hard to believe that anybody followed those instructions, but all you have to do is look at the people still driving by themselves, in their car with a mask on to understand that lots of people probably did and may do it again this year. I think we had 23 people for Thanksgiving dinner last year at my house, and I don't remember anybody wearing a mask. I don't think we're being warned about having too many people for dinner this year, but it's possible that a lot of people will be cutting down on the crowd because, as according to the New York Times, quote, Nearly every component of the traditional American Thanksgiving dinner, from the disposable aluminum turkey roasting pan to the coffee and pie, will cost more this year, according to agriculture economists, farmers, and grocery executives. Major food companies like Nestle and Procter and Gamble have already warned customers to brace for more price increases. Granted, last year the cost of a Thanksgiving dinner for 10 was the lowest it had been since 2010, according to the American Farm Bureau whose annual survey of large dinners will be released November 18th. I'm waiting for that survey. I don't know about you. Did the survey on large dinners come out yet? I've been waiting for that. Anyway, maybe we need Dr. Fauci to save us from Thanksgiving dinner again. We can only hope. And when we come back, a major conservative website has been suspended for referring to a man as a man. And uh, in our second half hour, one more Democrat nightmare, that would be Chicago. How bad is it? Stick around. And it's time to quit smoking. Now would be a good time with the holidays coming up, and the way to do it is at MyNicotineTest.com. It's individualized to your personal chemistry with your smartphone, and it guarantees the highest success. Uh, What do you do when you want to check your weight? Uh, You step on a scale. Well, the My Nicotine Test measures nicotine levels using urine test strips to monitor progress. And that's how they make your plan. They make up your plan, individualized to you, based on the information taken from those strips. Uh, Their science-based approach has a quit rate of 70%, and I don't think I have to tell you that that's way ahead of most uh, uh, smoke-ending um, uh, plans, 70%. You don't have to be ready to quit entirely. You can quit at your own pace. The cost of my nicotine tests of uh, three of them is similar to a carton of cigarettes, and it works for cigarettes, vaping, smokeless, and chewing tobacco. Uh, If you're not a smoker, order a gift card for someone who is, someone in your family. Mynicotinetest.com. There are no failures, only tobacco users that have not yet found us. Try it out. Mynicotinetest.com.
2: Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dynavite. That contribute to overall good health Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer
4: If you love your pets as much as I do You'll want to do what's best for them To live long, healthy, happy lives I have two
5: cats and two dogs All four of them are on the Dynavite
1: You won't believe how happy your dog will be
5: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
1: There's one box that you'd run back into your burning house to grab. It's the box filled with your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Those sentimental, meaningful, irreplaceable moments. Hi, I'm Nick Mako. And I'm Adam Baselogger. We started Legacy Box over a decade ago so that we could help families save their memories from being destroyed by floods or fires. And it's not just natural disasters, Adam. Every day, videotapes and photos are slowly fading away, decaying, neglected in closets and attics. Digitizing your old media stops fading, and preserving those recordings means they are safe forever. It's like magic converting your shoebox of memories into digital files ready to watch and share. It's the only way to ensure your legacy is safe for generations. That's why over a million families have already trusted Legacy Box. Legacy Box is simple and easy. It works and is safe. We'd love to preserve your family's collection. Don't wait. The risk is too great. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40%. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get started and save. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to Harry's.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's Harry's.com, code 3388. Enjoy. This is the John Stackerwald Show on
0: AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
3: Suspended for uh, 24 hours on Sunday, I retweeted a tweet that said the White House uh, referred to Dr. Rachel Levine as the first female admiral in the U.S. Health Service, even though he's a man. PJ Media was suspended for posting the tweet that I had retweeted. I deleted my retweet in order to be reinstated. What will PJ Media do? Paula Boyard is the editor there. as She joins us now. Paula, thanks for coming on.
4: Hi, thanks for having me on.
3: Oh, good to have you. Uh, so who was the person and what was written that got your site suspended?
4: Um, our One of our contributors, Matt Margolis, wrote a story about uh, Rachel Levine uh, uh, being appointed a four-star admiral and simply said that it, he, he was not the first four-star admiral, fem- female four-star admiral, because he is a woman. And that got our account locked at PJ Media. We have no access to it unless we uh, agree to acknowledge the error of our ways and delete the tweet.
3: Oh, it's insanity, of course. But uh, Twitter has rules. Are you going to uh, delete the? If- I only did it because I, um, you know, I need to promote the show, and that's what I use Twitter for. Um, uh, but um, I didn't like doing what they told me to do. But I kind of felt like I had to. Uh, will you end up deleting this offending tweet?
4: Um, I don't know. For now, we're not deleting it. It seems like an admission of guilt um, that we're wrong for, you know, the, to admit that we're wrong for using the pronouns that correspond to Rachel Levine's DNA and every mm-hmm. cell in his body. Um, but, you know, like you, we have a product to promote. We have a website to promote, and that's a big way of getting our message out. So. We're in discussions about it, but for now we're we're leaving it up
3: and um, you know waiting to see what happens. I guess. No, uh, I I I know that I saw. I was surprised that I was suspended because I had seen similar comments in other places. I might have seen the ones that you guys put up, but I saw it other places too. And those those accounts weren't suspended. Is uh, I mean I don't know if, how, few, how much experience you have with this, but is Twitter just um, randomly picked? Things they don't like, and I mean when they find some when they find an offense being committed do they do they cancel everybody or do they just pick out who they think they'd like to cancel today?
4: Well, that's a really good question. I would we love to know the answer to how they work and their machinations yeah. in the scene um, Matt Margolis, who wrote the article, he was locked out of his Twitter account because he tweeted his own article out, uh, so right. we know came after him, but then. Last night I had a, a Twitter thread explaining the situation that we had been locked out and um, you know using the correct pronouns for Levine and so far, I have not been locked out of my account, which is T bullyard at P bullyard. Um, I don't know if they're you know looking for me or or if they have a, a delayed response or I a, a, I sort of assumed I would be have my account locked for using the uh, non-approved genders, but so far that hasn't
3: happened. So um, how many followers does uh, PJ Media have, the, the website, not you?
4: Um, that's a good question. I, I'm thinking it's somewhere 175,000 maybe.
3: That's a pretty good bit. I mean, if you want to get something <laughs> promoted, and you, that's why, I mean, I have close to 15,000 here, and that's not a huge number, but for a station here in Pittsburgh, uh, I like the idea that I can tell people that I have you on the show, for example, uh, to talk about this. Um, you're, I know I'm reaching thousands of people. Um, how do you make up for that if, if you don't go back on Twitter? I mean, how well, important is it to you?
4: Right. Well, you know, it's it, part of the problem is we want to be able to have these discussions and, and have these conversations with people, and you can't do that if, one side is canceled, is censored, and can't get their points of view out. So that, that's one part of the problem. Um, what we've done at PJ Media is we have a new subscription service where we, um, people pay to support our work and that stuff is uncensored. So we can't, um, you know, they, we, we can speak directly to our readers without the censors at Facebook and Twitter coming in between us and telling us what we are and are not allowed to say. And thank goodness a lot of our readers have been very supportive and are willing to support our work. And we encourage people to come directly to our website at PJ Media because um, rather than looking for your news on Twitter and on Facebook, because it might not be there, the things that um, you want to read about may be completely censored or completely shut down by these big tech giants.
3: So right now it's just it's just the official P J Media Twitter account that is invisible. Not you have individual writers still getting up there?
4: Yeah, Matt Margolis still yeah. at, is locked out of his account. He's the one who wrote the article. So he's still trying to decide what he is going to do about that. For now he hasn't deleted the tweet, but he, you know, may at some point and they, they sort of have us over a barrel. Mm-hmm. Now it's, do what we say and and say what we want you to say right. or you can't promote your work you can't promote your articles you can't have discussions about important issues of the day that a lot of americans are talking about and grappling with um and you know people who go to these social media platforms are only seeing one side of the story and that's very unfortunate
3: yeah we're talking to paula Boyard, and she's the editor at uh, pj media so uh, as an editor Um, Well, first of all, has this happened to you before? Not you personally, but uh, the the whole site being canceled? uh, No, we haven't.
4: I don't think it's happened to us, um, but we've had a lot of issues with, more issues with Facebook and demanding we make changes to articles. They're especially sensitive about anything COVID-related, anything climate change related because they have a definite agenda and (laughs) they only want one side of that story told, so you know, we've we've gone back and forth over the last couple of years, um, or particularly on those
3: issues. So, as an editor, it's got to be uh, there's some pressure on you personally, or, and any editor in a situation like this, because you you think you're speaking the truth. I I, I also think you're speaking the truth, uh, and you think that you should have the freedom to say what you want to say, uh, but you also have a product to sell. And a product mm-hmm. that you want the people to be able to get to. So, uh, as an editor, at what point do you have to uh, just say, "I don't care what Twitter says"? I'm, we're, I'm, I'm putting up on our site what we want to put up on it, and you know they can go pound salt. Or can, is right. it possible to do that? I guess is what I'm asking.
4: And you can, but you know we have to <laughs> wrestle with with it because we are a business. Um, yes, we're all activists. Um, in our own way and, and institutionally we're activists we think of ourselves that way and um but we have bills to pay we have tech people to pay we have writers to pay we have mm-hmm. to keep the lights on at the office and we have to weigh those things people's livelihoods depend on you know whether we get traffic or not and that's um basically the way the internet works you No, know, there's no free lunch and so, you know, as I said, we're weighing those decisions and trying to decide at, at what point we just say enough is enough and walk away from it all. So oh. it's, it's a very hard decision. you know, personally, um, you know, I, editorially, I allow our writers to decide what they want to do as far as pronouns. I don't have an edict from high saying all the writers must you know, believe what I believe on this issue, or say things the way that I would say them. I, I let them decide for themselves, and it wouldn't be nice if these social media companies also did that.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, how, but how important is Twitter for driving traffic to the site? I mean, what what would you see a major drop off if you were no longer on Twitter? Do you think?
4: Um, you know, it's not a huge amount of traffic, um, as you probably know from your Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, Twitter Twitter is Quick. So, it, you know, you get a hit on something, you'll get some traffic, and then 24 hours later, it's gone. Um, so it, it's a little different. Facebook, is, we're a little more um, dependent on that traffic because it, it can last for days or weeks if, if a story goes viral. But that's not usually the case with Twitter. So I don't worry as much about Twitter as I do um, Facebook and, and how that would impact our bottom line if we were to lose that which by the way we're um ever since the election I, I I think we've probably gotten on some kind of blacklist because our traffic on Facebook has been majorly, majorly reduced since the election, like almost right after election day started.
3: I um uh, I have fourteen thousand fourteen point eight thousand followers on Twitter and I've been at that number for Two years, maybe, hasn't moved up or down. And I, just, and I know that that just can't be the case. I'm either losing him or I'm gaining him, but I'm not staying exactly the same. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, what do you do, though? I mean, how do you figure out who uh, well, there's It's a monopoly. And, um, and you know, uh, can you as an editor, you say you don't you let your writers now, you don't tell them what they have to write or how they have to feel about pronouns, as an example. Can you see yourself as an editor at some point getting to the point where you ha- you're you actually telling your writers, listen, you know, we got to have Twitter and I-, I can't have you writing this stuff. So let's just, you know, either ignore that subject or uh, you're not going to get them to write what they don't believe, but you could get them to stop writing about certain things, right?
4: Right. Um, even the way we've kind of solved that is. Putting things behind the paywall that we think might be sort of controversial. So, um, you know, our readers who support us and agree with us and you know like what we do and are willing to pay a few bucks a month to get access to that can have the whole range of opinions and and news and you know without that kind of censorship so that's kind of how we've gone about solving that problem
3: so what's it going to take to overcome the power that uh, twitter and facebook and instagram and youtube have Uh, i mean for 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 sites like you and for people like me i'm i'm just doing a Mm -hmm. i'm you know my little radio show here um Mm -hmm. i'd like to have more than fourteen i i'm on getter but uh, i don't know where that's going but you know what what can you do to overcome this
4: well, I think yeah, I'm very skeptical of government trying to solve the problem because they tend to screw everything up and, <laughs> and make it worse. um Mark Zuckerberg has um gone to to governor or to the government and and to various members of Congress saying, offering a deal, you know as long as you let us keep our monopoly, um you know we'll try to behave ourselves, but I don't trust any processes like that to fix it um I think one thing we all can do individually is get in the habit of supporting websites that we like and going directly there and um, cutting our own personal reliance on social media to feed us our news because they're not going to give you a whole range of opinions and analysis um so if we can do that, you know, if you like TJ Media, come to our site, support us if you can. It, you know, if you like Fox News or if you like Town Hall Media, go to those sites directly, and that's the best thing any of us can do to solve this problem. If we stop feeding that Facebook beast and the Twitter beast, the big tech beast, um, maybe we can curb their influence.
3: Yeah, I bailed out of Facebook. I don't. I don't. I don't even want to deal with them anymore. But, um, uh, you know. There, you, PJ Media would not be the only site that's having to put up with this. It's every day somebody's dealing with what you're dealing with right now. Um, right? What could could media companies get together and and um, form their own site, uh, social media platform somehow, or is it is is just is Twitter just too big to to try to fight?
4: Too big to fail.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
4: Someone famous once said, um, um yeah, it, it, you know, there are, have been some great startups some great attempts at startups. The problem you end up with so, if you have a, an alternative social media site, then you have all the people on the right coming over to that site and you lose that whole, um, that whole back and forth and discussion and, you know, I readily admit that a lot of what's on Twitter or Facebook is just garbage and people trolling and a lot yeah, of nasty yeah. stuff. But there are some, you know, legitimate discussions that go on and it's nice to have that back and forth, right, left, center, mm-hmm. whatever and, and we learn from each other. But if we segregate ourselves in these, you know, only people who agree with us, I don't think that necessarily helps anything, although it's probably a more <laughs> pleasant user experience.
3: Yeah, I um, I refer you know uh, Rachel Levine was the health secretary here in Pennsylvania before getting promoted, purely based on the fact that he's a man attempting to imitate a woman. That's the only reason he got the job. But um, so I've been I've been calling him Aunt Rachel and pretty much making fun of him is at every opportunity. So far, my bosses haven't come down on me because I think they agree with me. Uh, but. You know, that that is a that um, misgendering is a third rail uh, for everybody. Is there another issue that you can uh, get suspended just as quickly for as or is that the number one third rail? If there is such a thing as one more than Mm -hmm. one third rail.
4: Well, COVID is a big one. Um, We've we've run into them left and right, um, especially Facebook's fact checkers. They use an organization a very partisan organization called Science Feedback that doesn't have a lot to do with science, but has a lot to do with politics. Uh And uh, they don't like you to talk about alternatives to um, alternative treatments like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Those things are shut down fairly quickly, very often. Um, Although I will say there was a little bit of a change to that once it was um, exposed that they were totally wrong on the lab leak theory, and they had to walk that back. Yeah. I think there's um, they've been less aggressive about fact checking things like that, which is good because um, they were it was very shameful for them to have to admit that. I know, um, and also related to COVID, anything that's you know even slightly skeptical of vaccines <clears throat> or talking about natural immunity, those are big issues that trigger the fact checkers
3: amazing hey paul i'm out of time uh i'm glad you're fighting the fight i'm not i'm kind of ashamed of myself for not just saying you know telling uh, uh twitter where to oh, go but um, I'll, I'll work that one out myself but i hope it works out for you there and i appreciate you coming on the show
4: thanks i appreciate
3: your time Bob. okay that's paula boyard she's the editor of pj media go to check them out at pjmedia.com and don't worry about twitter we'll be right back
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A powerful storm has begun barreling up the northeastern U.S. coast. Officials warned it could bring intense flooding and hurricane-force wind gusts. The nor'easter had already soaked parts of New Jersey with more than five inches of rain. Republicans take to the House floor to speak out against the Biden agenda. Bernie Bennett has more in this report.
5: During general speeches on the House floor, GOP members spoke directly to voters about the ways the policies of the Biden administration are hurting the nation's economy. Representative Mary Miller of Illinois on the IRS under President Biden.
2: The Biden IRS wants the power to spy on private citizens' bank accounts and monitor their transactions.
5: Representative Dan Musier of Pennsylvania talks about inflation. According to the data, eggs are up 12%, bacon is up 20%, chicken is up 8%. The House has yet to vote on the Democrats' massive reconciliation bill. Bernie Bennett in Washington.
2: This is SRN News. Your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Uh-huh. Then your pets need Dynovite.
4: Yeah.
2: that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynovite to your pet's food bowl is the answer.
4: If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynovite.
1: You won't believe how happy your dog will be.
4: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com.
1: AM 1250, The Answer, The Hugh Hewitt Show. All right, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. New York Times columnist Roth Douthat has written a profound book about his years-long struggle with Lyme disease, about the window into the chronic pain world, into the window of families with people with chronic pain, into many, many windows you get to peer for the very first time. I talk with Roth Douthat about his new book, In the Deep Places, on the next Hugh Hewitt Show.
0: Hugh Hewitt, weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, on AM 1250, The Answer. Qualifying for Medicaid is complicated, and the timing of your application is critical. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. The biggest mistake: not consulting with a qualified legal professional before you apply. There's a lot at stake, especially for those with a spouse staying at home. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we can help you navigate the Medicaid rules so you can properly protect some or all of your life savings from a long-term care crisis. Before you apply contact Abernathy and Hagerman at a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. 223 CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
6: Still plenty busy out there on the Parkway East, especially on the inbound side, clogged up between 2nd Avenue and the Fort Pitt Bridge. At least a 10-minute delay on the outbound side, heavy Oakland up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Outbound 28, some congestion there from Route 8 up to the Highland Park Bridge. Inbound on the Parkway North, you'll see some delays with volume between Reedsdale Street and the Fort Pitt Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather.
2: be breezy this evening otherwise we'll see low clouds expect a low of 44 mostly cloudy skies for tomorrow the high 57 partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 43 thursday will be mostly cloudy we'll see a high of 63 expect rainy weather late thursday night through friday afternoon with your accuweather forecast i'm forecaster drew shannon do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dynavite. Yeah. that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer.
4: If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite.
1: You won't believe how happy your dog will be.
4: D i n o oh. v i t e dot com.
1: The John
3: wall Show. AM twelve fifty. The answer. Chicago used to be uh, my favorite city to go to, even more so for my wife. And we used to go there at least once a year. And New York was her favorite until she discovered Chicago, actually. But we stopped uh, we stopped going there, mostly because we can't stand dealing with airports. I don't fly anywhere anymore. But Chicago is being destroyed, like so many other cities, by Democrats. How bad is it now? Well, uh, Matt Rodriguez knows. He, he grew up there, and he's written written. Uh, rosenberg i'm sorry (laughs) sorry about that matt uh he grew up there and he's written a book called what next chicago notes of a pissed off native son and he joins us now not a good start matt i got your name wrong but uh i'll try i'll try better next time thanks for coming on hey
5: that that's all right i'll be an honorary latino not a problem
3: (laughs) all right as long as you have you're not offended by that very good thanks hey listen before we get to what next what about now i mean how bad is it there in chicago
5: it's not good there's still lots of greatness wrapped into the dna of this city i want to be clear about it uh there's a lot to still attract you if you know the place and love the place but it's really bad the uh, violent crime is spiraling out of control areas that uh, used to be safe aren't anymore including downtown uh really horrific rotten stuff is happening on the sidewalks and in the nightclubs and and other venues of the city the schools continue to dramatically fail black and Latino students. In particular, the county court system is a complete mess. Bail reform has been badly misapplied. Then we've got runaway public employee pension debt. And finally, the politics is, is really skewed. Um, it's very racialized. We're in the grip of what I call racial essentialism. And that makes it very hard to be honest about the challenges that lie in front of particularly the black community of Chicago. So it's uh, not a good present-day situation here in Chicago at all.
3: Um, You know, I used to parachute in for a couple of days, you know, a long weekend and and then leave. You you grew up there. uh, Mm -hmm. And and then you decided to go back last summer a year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you go back with the intention of writing a book, or did what you found there make you decide, am I going to write a book about
5: this? I came back with the intention of, of doing field work for a book. Um, I had lived here 30 years from 64 to 94, really a crucial period in my life, uh, from the age of six to about uh, 35. And uh, I've lived in Seattle the last, uh, oh, 20 plus years with my beautiful wife. We raised our kids there, but I've always come back. This place has always been home. And then last year, John, looking at uh, the violent chaos unfolding all around the country, for sure, but especially in my old hometown, I just kind of, you know, it was... uh, palm to the forehead time. And I felt that the news stories were helpful, but weren't digging deep enough. So I moved back in, went down to the South side where I grew up, but went down deeper, further, uh, to talk to black people, uh, to hear their life stories, to find success stories, which I did, and which are important and, and also to hear what's gone wrong and how to fix it all.
3: Yeah. And, um, I mean, when I would go, I would stay downtown, and I my wife loved walking on Michigan Avenue. We'd take a walk on the lake in the morning, uh, you know, um, and then, you know, just kind of hang around a little bit. Uh, I, ne- I never spent a long period of time there, but you having lived there, uh, so how drastic are we talking about here? Would, would most people who did what you did, left Chicago and came back, would they notice the same things you saw?
5: Uh I think they would. I mean, you see more frankly, if you go beyond the usual uh, comfortable, you know, tourist spots, you see more, if you go down and, and sit down with people at their kitchen tables and drink sweet tea with them. Uh, if you go into workplaces uh, in the, uh, you know, sort of the nether parts of town and you walk the streets, especially in the ghost neighborhood. So if you're just downtown though, you would notice differences. Now more stores are empty. Uh, there are marauding, uh, uh professional armed robbery rings that sweep into high end stores and steal tens of thousands of dollars worth of handbags or empty out beauty supply stores. You might see armed, uh, robbery crews jumping out of carjacked SUVs onto downtown sidewalks and relieving dozens of people of their phones and wallets in short order. Um, it's really turned into a twenty four hour uh, uh unreality show here. It's um bizarre and scary. But I think there is some hope. I found some hope, and it resides in one household at a time, and there are tremendous and important success stories that I found on the South Side. Uh pastors uh in black neighborhoods running job training programs for black female electricians who are getting certified other construction industry training programs, successful charter schools, a state tax credit for private school tuition that a lot of minority families are taking advantage of, uh, and then other uh, household-by-household success stories of people who've turned their lives around big time, like ex-convicts who are now on the up-and-up, working uh, entrepreneurs, uh, two-parent families raising their kids right, Christian homeschoolers. So it's not just a one-note samba here, you know. There's, there's stuff between the cracks. We need to support these folks who are doing it right, who are living with, with what I call moral authority. And more and more, John, it hits me that, you know, policy matters, and I outline a ton of policy prescriptions in my book, but it also comes down to sort of this land beyond policy um, where we just have to make a difference as, you know, parents, children, Brothers, sisters, aunts and uncles, and grandparents, and so that's that's part of the hope that still lives here. But it's tough. There's no putting a, a varnish on it.
3: Yeah, you didn't mention government as a solution there. Um, if, <laughs> if, if if Lori Light, I mean, this is what you described there is pretty horrific. Uh, if Lori Lightfoot, who's the mayor now, if election day were tomorrow and she was running she'd win in a landslide wouldn't she despite what you just described i'm not not the good stories but the the nightmare stuff
5: yeah i'm not sure she would there's a mountain criticism and i do want to be clear and i i i don't stint at all on the analysis and criticism in the book i think it's crucial to talk about governance and and our you know urban political elite which is increasingly of color in chicago and other cities. The big idea was always, you know, we can't let these guys off the hook. I don't want to have to move to a land beyond politics, which I just spoke of. But increasingly, it seems that the leadership class is incompetent, distracted, and downright harmful. And uh, here, um, they've literally run everything into the ground from the, uh, you know, the pension debt to the malfunctioning schools to the court system that's determined to put dangerous criminals back out on the street as soon as possible so they can just do it all over again. Um, It's turning out very badly, but the tide is shifting. I think people are starting to catch on. So I don't know if Lightfoot would be uh, reelected and she's going to have some challengers. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I say, let's not forget Eric Adams. Um, You know, the guy may not be perfect by conservative standards, Myself, I'm a cantankerous independent, though, and I'm glad to see a centrist Democrat uh, likely to be the next mayor of New York. Here's a guy who supports police, supports school choice, and uh, let's keep an eye on that, I say. Yeah.
3: Well, what, what you, the, the good things that you mentioned, the positive stories, uh, are happening, I'm guessing, in spite of government, not because of anything any of the political so-called leaders are doing.
5: That's exactly right. And this is timeless stuff. And, you know, toward the end of the book, and I give full credit to the people that I interviewed, I I round up what I call the South Side Rules. And uh, one of them is, you know, black on black violence is cancer. Let's not put a fence around discussing the topic. That's one of the things I heard from black people on the South Side. Uh, There's a whole bunch of other South Side rules, and they're basically smart things your grandma told you, you know? Uh, the point is that uh, the conversation has become so alienated, you know, because everyone is afraid of being called a racist. Nobody can actually talk about anything anymore. And it really harms and retards uh, policy innovation uh, in our big cities. And I think what we have here is kind of a failure to innovate. You know, we see examples that are positive, like a micro-lending program, down in one southeast side neighborhood in Chicago where ex-convicts are starting um, delivery companies. You know, for 20 a pop, they take out a small loan from the Chicago Neighborhoods Initiative's micro-lending program and buy a delivery van. And there are Amazon distribution centers, you know, sprouting up everywhere around greater Chicago and most of our other metro regions. Well, that's a great job for an ex-convict. So that's happening. But, you know, in 10 years, drones will maybe be making the last miles deliveries. So that goes to continuing education, right? Learn how to operate a drone panel. Who knows what the future will hold? So here you have guys literally blowing each other's brains out over, uh, you know, disrespectful rap videos. Honest to goodness, social media is actually uh, partly at the root of some of this crazy gang violence that we have. And, you know, I think that you have to be insecure about your future if you're going to get bogged down in that stuff. So we really got to concentrate on public education, on uh, taking that pilot program for a state uh, income tax credit for private donors to a scholarship fund so that minority kids can go to Catholic and other uh, private schools. It's a great program called Invest in Illinois, but our billionaire Democrat governor has twice tried to kneecap it twice. He has failed because Democratic legislators respond when uh, kids and parents of color go down to the state capitol to lobby for preservation of the program. So we need to make Invest in Kids a permanent, not a pilot. And uh, we really need to go at some of the policy solutions here. But you gotta fall back on the household and the family too, because you just can't count on these guys.
3: We're talking to uh to, to Matt Rosenberg. His uh, book is What Next, Chicago Notes of a Pissed Off Native Son and uh and, and I'm I'm just wondering. I've I've wondered about this a long time ago, not that long ago, I read a a, a book called Supermob. I don't know if you're familiar hmm. with it. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, by uh, Sounds cool. the, the guy's uh last name is Russo. You should check it out as a, as a Chicago uh, native. It's an unbelievable book about mm-hmm. the mob. And one of the one of the names that jumps out at me and it jumps out at me every time I see him mention, you just mentioned the governor. Um, is he not the son or the grandson of a gangster who uh, was a was buddies with Al, Al Capone and uh he's involved in the Hyatt uh hotel chain, right?
5: Yeah, I can't speak to the first part of your question, but J.B. Pritzker is part of that family that uh, has made its fortune in the hotel business.
3: Well, yeah. I, I, then he's the same family, and I and and this guy Pritzker was uh, was a big time gangster, and I every I, I don't understand why I don't see more about it, unless the guy's name is Gus Russo, who wrote the book. He also wrote a book called The Outfit. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with who the outfit was. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was a great book about that, uh, Curly Humphrey and all those guys. But the point mm-hmm. to me, the point I'm getting to here is that uh, Chicago is kind of the poster city for corruption. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about political corruption and, and corruption yes. in, in, in political office. And I, I'm pretty sure that the governor of the state is the is the grandson of a major league gangster. So how's that ever well, going to
5: change? Well, yeah, it's more than that. It's in city hall, and I think the way it changes uh, starts with a few things that I actually outline in my book. Some of it is the fine print that sounds like eye-glazed stuff, but it matters. Um, we need to we need to do better than a thirty-three percent turnout in our local elections, and on purpose, the politicians schedule the local elections for odd-numbered years in early months of the year. They also uh, are taking control of the city council redistricting process, you know, in the way that political bosses do. And they're continuing uh, to carve up the district by race, which if it worked, would have worked already because we've been doing that for quite a while now. We need to have an independent commission draw the ward lines, We've got way more uh, districts in our city council than we need. We've got 50 of them, and the more fingers that are in the pie, the worse it gets. Then on top of that, we've got three current city council members under federal indictment, and it's the same old stuff that's been going on for years. One one thing I propose is reforming public contracting, having an independent outside panel, literally out-of-town experts, decide who gets the contracts. Um, Contracting here has uh, been a very sticky-fingered affair with kickbacks uh, going on, you know, just eternally. So it's it's a very corrupt place, and that gives rise to rigged rules of governance, like the oddly scheduled elections and uh, no-term limits and a bunch of other things. Uh, So the tail is wagging the dog here.
3: Yeah, that happens a lot. And uh, here in Pittsburgh, we, we don't have the the issues, I think, in, to the degree that you they have them in Chicago. But, you know, there hasn't been a, a Republican mayor here since uh, I don't, it's been like 90 years. And so that's never going to change either. i got a couple minutes left here with Matt Rosenberg. The book is What Next? Chicago? Notes of a Pissed-Off Native Son. Um, so uh, why do people stay there, Matt? I mean, or are people starting to say, you know what, I can do better than this? And I'm talking well, about
5: the lot, city of Chicago. Yeah, a lot of people are leaving, but still there's 2.7 million people here. And people stay here for a variety of reasons, and, and I can give you some idea of that. I feel it myself when I come back here. As long as no one is going upside your head, there's a lot to recommend this place. Uh, when I came back once again in mid-September of this year, just as my book was about to come out, you know, there I was one September night downtown looking at a beautiful skyline, one of three or 4,000 people in a beautiful downtown park called Millennium Park watching a live blues concert. Um, You know, there I was the weekend after that down in Hyde Park where I grew up by the University of Chicago looking at the Gothic cathedral-like buildings listening to a world-class jazz festival, connecting with friends, eating great food, enjoying the outdoors. So, you know, the architecture, the culture, the music, the literature, uh, the brainpower of the universities, the University of Chicago, Northwestern, Loyola, DePaul, uh, the financial acumen of this place, not in the public sector, uh, granted. But uh, the people, Uh, you know, 95% of them are awesome and great. We've got a tyranny of the minority here. It's making it hard to be safe on the streets, but the people are open hearted, warm, smart, high achieving. Uh, so, you know, everything that's great potentially about a big American city lives here in Chicago. So that's all the more reason I say, John, we can't just wash our hands. No. It's of a, the of these places, they're too important to our nation. They're the heart and soul of our country in a way.
3: It's a beautiful city, and you don't want to see uh, you don't want to let people ruin it. it isn't any more complicated mm-hmm. than that to me? Hey, I'm I, I'm out of time, sure. Matt. Uh, and I well, good luck with the book. What next, Chicago? Notes of a pissed off
5: native son. And John, if I could just mention, folks, yeah. gotta gotta get it online. So go to Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com and just search for. What next, Chicago?
3: Very good. Thanks, Matt. We'll be right back. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. And Mike has an amazing offer from my listeners on his standard my pillows. You'll receive a standard my pillow regularly $69.98, only $1998 now, and you also will receive deep discounts on all my pillow products, such as MyPillow Towels, mattress Topper, MySlippers, and so much more. Go to mypillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square to receive Mike's Standard My Pillow for just $1998 or call 800 716 8087 and use promo code STAG. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you know you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-716- 8087 and use promo code STAG to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's mypillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800 716 8087.
0: We love our cellular shades from Blinds.com. They're beautiful and make our entire house feel more like home.
6: Thousands of customers update their home every month with Blinds.com. Whether you just moved to a new place or just want to give your home a little love this fall, go to Blinds.com for brand new window treatments and make your your house feel more like home blinds.com makes it easy and affordable to upgrade your whole house with the latest styles premium materials and even motorization with no hidden fees or misleading quotes not sure where to start get advice from a blinds.com professional design consultant for free Whether you want to do it yourself or have them handle the measuring and installation for you, Blinds.com has you covered with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Go to Blinds.com now to shop and save up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com for up to 35% off. Blinds.com, pay over time with PayPal credit at Blinds.com. PayPal credit is subject to credit approval. Visit Blinds.com slash PayPal for details. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows Rust, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows Rust offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warrant. Guarantee in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's windows us, Pittsburgh.com. It's
0: been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed. It's time to try something different.
2: Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. This is the John Steigerwald Show on
0: AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer.
3: Uh, Yeah, I only have about a minute left here, but I wanted to uh, clear up. Uh, Abe Pritzker is the uh, grandfather of the current governor of Illinois. And he is a major league gangster. Uh, Check him out. Just go uh, Google Abe Pritzker, P-R-I-T-Z-K-E-R, and uh, Supermob. That's the name of the book. And I read all about him probably 15 years ago. And then I see uh, his... I don't know if it's his um, daughter or granddaughter, but was made, I believe, Secretary of Commerce under uh, Barack Obama. Another Pritzker. They are they were thieves. They made money as gangsters. That's how they got the money to start the Hyatt Corporation. And this is the guy running the state of Illinois. Oh boy, I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon over there. <laughs> nice place to visit. Used to be. Not anymore. Not a place to visit or live. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John
0: Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's